Welcome back, ladies and gents. This is a bonus episode to Down for the Count this week. You're going to have two bonus episodes this week. This episode is giving you guys an insight on who we think is in retribution. And of course, it's going to cover some aspects of payback and what we thought was going to happen. So then we will give you guys our results and reactions to payback in a later episode for you. Okay. So this episode is going to detail who we thought was in retribution and what we thought retribution should be about and what they should be doing and how they should move forward. We're also going to cover payback, as I said, and what we really thought about payback, the sloppiness of the Raw after SummerSlam, and what we thought was going to happen on SmackDown. Since we didn't get the opportunity to cover those two shows or NXT this week, um, we may double back and cover those shows in a later episode on the episode to come. So hope you guys enjoy this episode of Down for the Count. And on behalf of Alexis, Nicole, and Janae, that's going to be a new thing to say. We appreciate everything you've been one of you guys for listening. So without further ado, let's get in there. Going into retribution, Nicole did on, we did do a podcast, well, like a, um, a live after show with AT2, so shout out to him, and she did have her idea as to who the leader of Retribution is. Now, Retribution did rear their heads at, on Monday Night Raw, the final, I guess you could say, segment of the show, they showed up, but in a very odd way. Um, they attacked Dominic and Ray, and pretty much left Seth and Murphy to go their own way and they didn't do anything to them. They stood there and claimed to prove their dominance but left two or one of the biggest people on Raw still standing. So before all this happened, Nicole is the one who dropped a bombshell on AT2's um, after show that she thinks Roman is the leader of Retribution. And I was like, why would you say that? And when she really broke it down, I was like, I I hate her. Because when she does this, just about 80% of the time, she's right. She <laughs> she usually is. And I I was like, Jesus, like that that would be probably one of the biggest swears the WWE could pull off. And I just I just don't want to give them that credit. I just don't think they're smart enough to do it. No, you don't want to give Nicole if I worked there. So this was my Oh no, I don't mind giving Nicole the credit. I give her hell, but I don't mind giving her the credit. But WWE's not smart enough to do that. No, I would do that. If I was in right if I was a writer, I would do that. Also I would fine tune retribution stuff. My reasoning was so as soon as they were like, Champ was returned to NXT, I was like, it's not him. And then I just kind of was on like on the back burner for a little bit. And then I kept thinking, I was like, Keith Lee is going to get caught up. And then he dropped a belt. I was like, okay, we're going to see him on a main roster probably like a week or two. Then SummerSlam, that commercial pops up and they said, okay, he's going to be here in, on Monday. And they, well, at first they did that package of retribution and then they, we didn't hear, see nothing from them. It's not like they don't know where the fuck the Thunderdome is. They, they were there tearing up shit on Friday. 
Mm-hmm. So it's like, why mention them and make like such a big deal about them and they don't show up at all? Like right in the beginning of the show. And I was like, okay, that's weird. And then I was like, we still haven't seen them, so whatever. And then Keith Lee pops up. And I was like, oh, I said, that's funny. I was like, oh, he's going to Raw. I said, Roman, I was like, so I really do think Roman's coming back then. Because I felt like if Roman wasn't coming back, that he would have went to SmackDown instead. Because I feel like they've been preparing so much for Keith Lee. I felt like they had like, have like backup plans. Mm-hmm. They're like probably dependent on like what Roman was going to do. And because barely anybody knew Roman was coming back. There is people on a creative team who didn't know he was coming back till he showed up. Oh, shit. Like, they kept it super, like, it was like a very need-to-know basis. Like, very, very slim need-to-know basis. So, and then he showed up, and then he was just like, he was just really fucking them up. And then he went, and then I was looking at this shirt, and I was like, oh, that's a really cool shirt. And then he's just, like, getting chairs and stuff, and he's, like, really messing them up. I was like, when's the last time you seen Roman use chairs like this? It's been a while. And then he's just really fucking them up. I was like, oh, my God. And I just had, like, an epiphany. I said, I really think he's leader of retribution. And not only because of all of that, it's because, yes, they show up on both shows. But if you realize, they do the most damage on Uh, SmackDown. Yeah, they tear stuff up on Raw and shit like that. But it's always something stupid. They just beat people up. Or they'll throw a, throw a cinder block somewhere. Like, it's very amateur. Like, it's nothing, like, crazy. It's, like, but always lights to... or production. But when they go to SmackDown, they're wrecking the they entire... They tear shit up. Yeah. They com- completely tear apart the show in yeah. some, some mm-hmm. sort of form when they go to SmackDown. And I was like, I think, I was like, I was like, I think... He's a leader of retribution. I really do. <laughs> and I said, I if I'm so right, mad. I'm going to apply for um, the NXT head writer position because I know it's still posted. <laughs> I should just check do on it anyway. Day. Like, damn, just just do it. Be like, I can call y'all shit a mile away. You need new blood. <laughs> no, but it would be a nice swerve if it was true. Because, like, everybody always says they don't want cookie-cutter Roman anymore. And they already boo him. Now you got a reason to. So. So would that confuse the people who normally boo the heels because or cheer for the heels? Because that means they're cheering for Roman Reigns? No, they still boo him. No, yeah, they they boo Retribution. And they were low-key booing him when he came back, so. Yep. Yep. And then also, my theory was it's because they're so chaotic, it's because their leader, quote-unquote, wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So, and I think he was just like, and then he'd, like, come in and be like, okay, you guys are tripping. Yeah, like, have a purpose. Yeah, now we have a direction of what we're going to do. And then they're going to be like, oh, okay. So now the question is, since Nicole has her theory, 
And of course, Alexis already said she also thought Roman was the leader of retribution. I think it's Dijakovic. I have been saying this. I thought it was Champa at first. I thought both of them were in retribution from the beginning. Um, but when they announced that Champa was going back to NXT this Wednesday, um, I was like, okay, it's it's Dijakovic. It has to be Dijakovic. And then Monday, at the end of the show, they had six people that they had purposely, you know, making their stance in the ring to, to close out the show. So everybody around the Internet, of course, has been doing a little digging and their detective work, trying to figure out who these six people are. Now, I knew two, two maybe three of the people for sure. One of them is Dijakovic, the other one is Dio Madden, and one of them is me again. Yo, where the mm-hmm. fuck has Dio been? Because he, like, after he got, like, knocked the crap out of him by Brock Lesnar, he went bye-bye. Well, Dio oh, didn't want to do commentary. NXT. Yeah, he didn't want to do commentary anymore. And then he would work the NXT live shows, and then that shut down due to COVID. So Dio was on Raw Underground a few weeks back when it started when they had the Hurt Business go down there and, like, wreck shit the first time, he was there then. But exactly. they've been planning for this um, retribution shit, and I guess they put him in there for that. Hey, he's going to say goodnight, guys. Good night, y'all. Night. Hey. Good night. Enjoy your night of uh, commentary. <laughs> <laughs> commentary? I think it is. I thought it was just us yelling in the phones. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, commentary. I think it's commentary. I think what you yeah. guys professionally is commentary. Professionally? Professionally, yes. You, you guys are commentarying on wrestling. Go to bed, you're drunk. You know, and I have to get one of those one of those AT2 blazers so we can make this shit real. <laughs> I'm not 100% Son against that. Oh God. <laughs> oh, bad. All right. Good night, y'all. Night. Good night. Night. Good night. Be good careful night. going up the stairs. Sorry, Alexis. Thank you. Alexis. <laughs> <laughs> <Courier>. Fuck off. <laughs> Why Alexa just talked to him? No, I um I didn't I couldn't figure out who the other ones were. But I'm gonna let Janae go next because she was she's been Janae's like a, a sleuth. Janae? She like a what? Whole, this shit. She's a sleuth. You know what oh, a okay. sleuth is? I thought you said a seuss, and I was like, what's a seuss? What the hell? Why would I call you a seuss? Why why would I do that? I, I don't I I don't know. Continue. Why, why would I do that? What what's that? She's a sleuth. Someone who has a detective skill or the mindset of a detective, okay? New word. It's the word of the day. Sleuth. Look it up, okay? Now, she's been working on it since last night, okay? Mm -hmm. And it's been in the group chat, and we've just been going back and forth, just bouncing off ideas off of each other. She seems to be okay with what she's picked, and I actually don't mind the picks that she's done because it kind of resonates with what everybody else is talking about. But I'm gonna let Janae talk about it. So, who do you think is in retribution? 
Okay, so for sure, it's Dijakovic. Um, so what I'm going off of is at Raw, they all stood on the ring apron, all six of them. Now, a lot of people are saying, well, it could just be placeholders. And I'm just like, no, the way they commanded that segment, the way they made that statement and the way they were standing, I think these are the final six people. Um so Dijakovic obviously is one of them. You can't miss the way this man stands. He has a certain, the way he stands is a certain way. You can't miss that. Dio Madden, um, you can't miss that either. Also the way he stands, his body type is definitely Dio Madden. Miriam, love you, girl. You gave it away when you was talking rough on the ring apron. I was like, girl, we know it's you. It's you. Um, so my other three picks, one of them is Shane Thorne. Um, the reason why I was, the reason why I picked Shane Thorne just because of the way his body type is, how tall he is. Um, I definitely think it's Shane Thorne. Um, the other one, uh, if you look, if anyone sees the picture where they're on the ring apron on the far right, I believe it's Vanessa Bourne. A lot of people are thinking it's Chelsea Green. My only thing is Chelsea Green has very long legs. She's very mm-hmm. lengthy. Um, in this picture, you don't get that from that picture. And obviously pictures can change the, the the way things look, obviously, but it just doesn't seem very Chelsea Green-like in the picture. I mean, I could be very wrong. Um, the one that everyone is really focusing on is the female to the far left. Um, a lot of people thought it, a lot of people think it's Caden Carter. Here's my thing. The person on the far left is is very stock has a very stocky build especially from the thighs down they have that stock and meat on their bones Kaden carter is very lean she has a little bit of butt she does but not to the extent of who this female is um i'm gonna go with tony storm but with an asterisk just because doing a little bit more digging today i found out that there is still a travel ban when it comes to the UK mm-hmm. and the US, the US has a travel ban that if you've been to certain countries that they listed, you have to quarantine yourself for 14 days. Now, the thing is, um, Tony Storm was born in New Zealand, uh, but her, her mom moved her over to Australia. So I do believe she has her mom and her, and her family are in Australia right now. The thing is, Australia has also has a no travel ban because they got a couple of cases of COVID. So to what I was looking up recently, they have a travel ban where if you are a non-Australian um, or anything like that, you cannot come into Australia and you cannot fly out, basically. So that's the only asterisk of that thing is because where, how else would she be able to fly to get into the U.S.? Because I do believe Canada might have something similar to that. So someone brought to my attention someone else that we've seen before that does have that same stocky build, has the tan color skin, because we all know Tony Storm does like to tan, has that same tan color skin. Um, We have seen them before, and she goes by the name of Catalina. Hmm. She used to come out and wrestle with, um, what's his name? Um, He left the WWE. Uh, yes she came out she would come out with sin cara um she she is short because if you look at the picture this person is very short 
is shorter than Mia Yim, who is, I believe, 5'7". Um, she does have the thighs. She does have the, I hate saying, she does have the butt. Um, so it could also be Catalina because if you look at, because everyone thought it was Caden. I even saw there were some people who said Ember Moon. Just because in the, picture, that was yeah. in the picture, you see the, it looks like the person is, has a, has a dark skin color. Um, but if you look at Tony Storm, Tony Storm does tan. If you look at the close-up picture of the person on the left, if you look where they have the cutout of the eyes, it's not someone who is African-American. It's someone who is white and tans or someone who's just not African-American. So again, I'm thinking Tony Storm, but with me reading about the travel bans, I, I'm trying to figure out how either she was already in America and she's just been chilling in America Maybe WWE found a way to get her through with her visa to come and work. But other than that, there is travel bans. So I wouldn't know how they got her in there. And then when someone brought up Catalina, I looked up Catalina because I remember her. And I was like, she does have that same build as well. She is short. She does have the stocky legs, everything else. And we haven't seen her. The last time we saw her was on Raw when she was with Sincar. Actually, no, she was facing Asuka on main event April 27th. So I would, I will, everyone can go and watch that match on a main event and you can make the picks for yourself. I'm still kind of going for Tony Storm, but now that Catalina has been brought up, I'm going to look more into it because she also does fit the description to someone that's um, on the left. If you notice, they're all NXT people. Um, So it wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that out of five of the NXT people, NXT people that everybody knows that they might throw in one person that you may not know of yet um, just because if they need to fill out a group of people and they may not have any ideas they could use Catalina also this person could also be a stand-in until they find their sixth member so I'm going Tony Storm but I'm also I'm also going to look into Catalina as well well do you guys agree with her picks yeah I do. I think it's going to be some people that we weren't expecting because there was a picture circling for a little bit. Um, do you guys remember when Carmella dyed her, had her hair darker? Mm-hmm. There was a picture of a girl who looked like Carmella and her she had her hair hanging like loose coming off out of her like hat, hat and mask. And her, they were showing her face and it was the same colored hair and they did like comparison face to face of like Carmella's eyes and I'm just like yeah she kind of looks like her I think that was Santana Garrett though I I just I like the fact that people like just I I think Janae is just like sitting in her room with like three <laughs> like three cups of coffee she hasn't drank it's like some CSI or shit Yes. Like a huge like board of like every single wrestler right now in WWE. And there's like little things. I couldn't sleep and certain things like these it it gets my mind going cuz I have to use my brain. I have to like look for clues and it, it keeps my brain busy especially with, like I just couldn't sleep and I started seeing people that were like naming people who could be in the group. And some of them were like going like really, really hard. Like it's this person, it's this person. And it's just like you're looking at it and you're like, you either have to be blind or just like that stupid because it's clearly not that person. 
Mm-hmm. But um, when it comes to the stand-ins, I, I know which one. I know what you're talking about. Um, so the thing with retribution when they first started, it was just a bunch of filler stand-ins. Um, if you notice on one of the SmackDowns, one of the girls was Jesse Kamea. I think it was the episode that Santana was playing in, but one of the girls was Jesse Kamea. She was acting as one of the females in Retribution. And then I believe the next week on SmackDown, Jesse Kamea was one of the girls that was getting beat up by mm-hmm. the females in Retribution. And then when you had the episode where it was like 12 or 15 of them running into SmackDown, um, a lot of them were just stand-ins to like make Cause it seem chaos. like a lot of the cause chaos because you mm-hmm. had like, cause in the beginning, a lot of people were just like, Oh, there's six people. Five of them are under like five foot six. Because if you notice one of the, one of the dudes on SmackDown, he was pointing the camera, pointing his, I think baseball back to camera. Like this is our house. Now he was a short African-American dude. You, you don't see him in that lineup anymore. So I, I think this lineup that we got on raw, I think those are the actual members um of retribution sans maybe one person that still mm-hmm. might be feeling who knows but i think this is the six that we're um that we're we're gonna get but i don't doubt that maybe carmella and some of the people from the pc i don't doubt that some of them did do some stand-ins um to just like make the group seem a lot bigger than what they were and i i don't even i i don't doubt that as retribution goes forward and we know who possibly the members are. I don't doubt there will be some times where even though the six of them are there, they're going to bring in other PC people in mask and stuff still to cause to cause havoc. So I feel like that would be the best way to do it. Instead of just having the six people, like you still want to cause havoc and cause disruption. That's the part of the group. And I feel like the bigger the group is, um, the more of a statement they'll make. So we get to unmask these six people. I still think they should have these little minions that are still kind of like Akira Tozawa and his little ninjas. I hate that gimmick so much. But like, the six, oh. yeah, the six people can be the Akira Tozawa. And then the ninjas whose faces are still covered can still be PC recruits and NXT people that you may not know of yet in their mask, still causing havoc and doing like the lower level stuff for them. Also, the women on Retribution, they need to start interrupting women segments. All they've been doing is interrupting men segments. And it's like you have three men and three women. You can have the women come in and even grab some PC recruits and throw some masks on them and just interrupt the women segment while the men are chasing around like the, the commentators and the camera guys and stuff like that. Well, I, I want to see Retribution. Uh, you're right. I want to see Retribution get involved with women matches because last Friday they had fucking Lacey, they had Tamina, they had Dana, they had like uh, they had women around there. And like at one point a fight broke out and there's Dana hold trying like she's got a, like her arm dropped around Corbin and I'm like if she really wanted to she could like just yeet him at least a good couple feet and I wish she would have just just threw him somewhere. Particularly, but that's just yeah. me. It was just like one of those things too when they all came in on SmackDown and the guys were like beating up the guys. Like I maybe I missed some stuff, but I noticed like a lot of the girls like jumped out the outside of the ring and it was just like guys beating up guys and the girls were trying to get hits on the guys and I'm just like the girls need to go after the women too. 
Like, especially if you can, if you can produce a segment where you can have numbers of like 10 to 15 people, then you should be able to have enough people to where they can equally match up and go against some of the women. Like not just the guys, you have women in your group, use them because you're only causing chaos on the men's side. When I say like you're causing chaos backstage, but you're only beating up the men. If you're retribution and you're trying to cause chaos and bring down WWE, you need to cause chaos everywhere. And that includes the women. You're causing chaos on commentary. You're chasing out the camera people. You're attacking the refs. You're attacking the backstage hands, but you're not touching the women. They're part of WWE. You need to start attacking them too. Because you can also use that to cause dissension within the women's rank to be like, well, maybe one of you guys and have it to where it's like some of the women aren't there that are getting attacked. And then you switch it and be like, well, maybe some of you guys are retribution because you weren't there when we were getting attacked. And you can probably start storylines from there. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Like you can use retribution to start storylines to like there's an infinite possibilities of storylines and stuff that you can use with retribution as they cause chaos throughout the WWE. It's there. You just you just got to use it. Mhm. I agree. Well, I don't think there's nothing else to be said about that, Rose. Well, we will. We'll see. We'll see. So for right now, retribution is here. Roman Reigns has come back. And there have been some rivalries that have ended and some new things are beginning. Apollo Crews is set to face Bobby Lashley at Payback. (sighs) And there's a contract signing this Friday for the Universal Championship. Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt at Payback. That kind of made me mad, to be honest, because it's like, the show wasn't even over for an hour yet, and I got a notification. And I got a notification, and it was like triple threat at payback. I'm like, well, they wasted no fucking time on that. The only problem I have with that is that I said this before, and I feel like if you knew, like a lot of people were saying, oh, I didn't know payback was coming on um, next week. I'm like, I knew payback was coming on two weeks ago. I remember them announcing it. The problem I have is the fact that they did not prepare for this. And it seems like they're rushing this. Um, the match is also a weird match. Is Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler are teaming up to go up against um, Sasha and Bailey for their tag team titles. Uh, don't even get me. So with Payback... Payback is supposed to be, from what I've seen, an overflow pay-per-view because apparently Vince McMahon doesn't like long pay-per-views anymore. I get it. You're 75 years old. You want to get 30 extra minutes of sleep. That's fine. Yeah. So so Payback is an overflow pay-per-view. The problem is they're using Monday Night Raw and SmackDown to set up storylines for this payback overview. So as Tiff was saying, you have Bailey and Sasha versus Nia Jax and um, Shayna. The thing is, when they announced 
when uh, when Stephanie McMahon announced that was it Stephanie? I think it was Stephanie when they announced that they have to put their titles, their tag titles, on the line. They had no clue who they were going to face. No one. There was no writing, nothing. They made the match without having any opponents for them. And True. now that they're getting to payback. Now they're like, oh, we we have to have opponents for these people. So instead of continuing the night. The Nia Jackson Shayna storyline, which I wanted to see, you have them have this huge fight, have Nia Jax get suspended indefinitely, only to come back after she apologized to to Pat. To them, looks like they're they're gonna beef again. To all of a sudden, they're they're fine and they can work together for the tag titles. Like you literally put a hole in my opinion. You literally put a hole to whatever was happening over here just so Bailey and Sasha can have a tag match when you have the Iconics, you have, you know, the Riot Squad, you could do something with some girls in NXT. I would have been fine on Raw of instead of Bailey versus Shayna match only to set up this payback match, you had a number one contenders, um, a number one contenders match to see who faces Sasha and Bailey, only because if Sasha and Bailey are going to retain the tag titles anyways, you might as well just kind of continue with Shayna and Nia and just put in maybe, I don't know, put in the, the iconics for some, put in the iconics, especially if they're going to retain anyways, put in the iconics, have them beat the iconics. And then when you saw the match with Sasha and Asuka, you saw that Sasha took out the riot squad and you saw how when, Asuka threw Sasha out of the ring, how she was in Ruby Riot's face, or when they, uh, Ruby Riot and um, uh, Liv kind of walked in after the whole Shane thing. Like, obviously, there's something's going to be set up there for the tag titles. Something. So it's just like, if payback is just to be like, oh, they need to read, they need to put their titles on the line and they're going to retain anyway, you could have actually put in an actual tag team for that, especially if you know they're not going to win and just kept the Shayna and Nijak storyline going. Like, I didn't I see the need for that. I don't know what's going on, but it's messy. Yes. And it doesn't seem... It's unnecessary. You got a pay-per-view here that doesn't belong. What you should have done is left payback... Um, it switched out Night of Champions for payback. Um, and you should have had them fighting and building up the next set of storylines and whatever you wanted to do in terms of having them battle for belts or whatever, there's no need to put on a massive production for it. Let that shit play out on the shows. That's what you have it for. If you wanted to have Sasha and Bailey defend their tag titles, pick a show and have them defend the the damn titles. It's not that difficult. It's not hard to understand. We didn't need another pay-per-view right after SummerSlam. This is too much. That's what I was wondering, and I asked you guys, and a lot of people on Twitter then realized that Payback was next weekend, and I'm like, why are they doing two shows back-to-back? And Tiff is like, well, I think, Tiff, you said, I don't remember who said it, I think it was you, though, was like, well, they are trying to keep SummerSlam short. I'm like, well, SummerSlam got over at 10, so what, is this basically like, hey, uh... This is just the filler shit from here on out. And it's like, I'm I'm really that, not going to watch a filler pay-per-view. If that I mean, was true, because I'm not really trying to watch be- a pay-per-view for that long either. 
And this is just because I'm trash. And I was like, I'm not just, I'm not trying to do all those. So I do get it. Um, I haven't seen this show in forever. Um, it, it's just, I get it. But also, it's like, why well, have it, like, exactly a week later? Like, that's weird. Like, you could at yeah. least done it, like, the other week. Like, it's just fucking weird. But it's been I, so It doesn't like, make sense, because if it was overflow, then the matches would have already been set. This isn't overflow. They're making this up as they go along. Yeah, it just... It, 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 right. It's stupid. The, only, it just, the only match that I honestly feel like they probably just based this out of having Keith Lee and Randy Orton and everything else is just like we just gotta put shit together well I mean even if that's the case like you got Keith Lee coming in and you're the first thing you think is to rush on the entire pay-per-view it just doesn't I would rather give that view to like my show wouldn't you rather give that to your show I mean I would like payback I knew about I knew about payback for a while. Like, for a couple weeks, I knew about payback. So it's like, you guys have known about payback for a while. And the thing about it is payback is next week. And the only matches for sure are Keith Lee, Randy Orton, Sasha Bailey first, Nia Jax, and Shayna. And then the triple threat match with The Fiend, Braun, and Roman. And it's like, you guys have... Yeah, and Apollo and... um, Bobby Lashley. So it's like you guys, you guys have known about this pay per view for weeks now. So you guys should have been planning this for weeks now. But then when you look at when you look at certain matches, it's like this just seems like you guys made the pay per view, made half a match, and was like, well, we'll just figure out who we're gonna throw in there next. Yeah. And it's just like that's it's lazy. It's like don't book the matches if there's no need for it. You have, there's really, you have no need for payback, especially like not even a week later. Like you could have literally done, you could have literally made Randy Orton and Keith Lee on a Raw. Yep. Um, if Apollo Crews is retaining his U.S. title, that could have been safe for a Raw. Yeah. Um, or you could have just built a storyline with Apollo Crews and Bobby Lashley where it's like he beat Pastor Montavious Porter. And now Bobby Lashley is coming to exactly or whatever a case may be, build a storyline and have it at the next pay-per-view the next month. You're basically building this Bobby Lashley Apollo storyline off of an arm wrestling contest. Right. So it's just like you guys made this pay-per-view before you even thought about what matches that you were going to have. And it's just it's to me, it's just it's lazy. It is. It's super lazy. It, it was, it, it just, it, it's unnecessary. Everything that you're doing can be done on your shows. Everything. Yeah, Every like, single match. Like, you're not even trying to close out feuds here. This seems like just a quick grab. Like, let's, okay, let's throw this together. And I can't even make sense of it. Because in my mind, originally, when I heard about payback, I said, okay, so something's going to go down at SummerSlam to force payback to happen. So people are going to finally get some get back, right? But when you look at the matches at SummerSlam, that is not the case. So if people had to drop titles or if 
um, let's say Asuka hadn't had but one opportunity at her title back, and then they screwed her again at SummerSlam. Payback would have been the best time for her to have the opportunity to get the belt back, like that ultimate comeuppance, right? But they gave it to her at SummerSlam, so that's out. The Street Profits shit got done at SummerSlam. That's out. You have Dominic and Seth Rollins, which I assume they're going to push this back to Payback as well. So that's not done. That's still going to be done um, on Payback, I guess. They didn't even announce it if they are, but they pretty much left it with this open-ended tag team match that they had on Monday Night Raw. So you had that. Like, it's gotta, it's got to have something. And if there's nothing, there's nothing holding payback up except for maybe they wanted to do something else in the Thunderdome, but it doesn't make sense to me. There's nothing that logically says payback needs to happen right now. If you were going to do payback, then the stories need to make sense that lead to payback. Shayna and Nia teaming up against Sasha and Bailey doesn't make sense. What have Sasha and Bailey done to Shayna and Nia? Their attacks attacks have been focused solely on Asuka. You can can throw Naomi in there if you want to go way back, okay? If you're going to go into shit, you got Lacey Evans, who has a bigger gripe with Bailey than anybody, having a fight with her and Sasha. Her child was involved in that battle. You had more background with the other girls than you did with Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. So it doesn't make sense to put those two women together when they have a few that they needed to clear up and get rid of, which should have been done at payback. So to me, if you're going to do this shitty pay-per-view, the least you could have done is put some thought process behind it and gave it a little bit more than just Let's, let's do this pay-per-view so we can kind of get Roman in there. We need to get him in there so he can get this belt, possibly take this belt, or at least start the Fiend with feud with the Fiend. You could have did a lot, but you, 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 you're so focused on making this work that you're missing the opportunity. The problem with the WWE is they don't slow down. They're so fast. They're so quick. We got to get this done. We got to get this done. But you're not thinking. Your fans are smarter than that. And we're all sitting here like, what What the fuck is going on here? This doesn't make any sense. This is when you look back at it and you actually go back and watch it. Because Nicole says she does it a lot. I do it a lot. You go back and watch it and you're like, that, 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 didn't, really, that didn't really go there, did it? That didn't work. That don't work. So this is not going to make any sense. I don't even know if I'm going to watch Payback. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense because to me, when I think of the pay-per-view names, I feel like the pay-per-view names is kind of telling you this is what's going to. So when I heard Payback, I was like, okay, obviously Payback is going to be anyone who's gotten, who was done wrong on the previous pay-per-view is finally going to get their comeuppance on this Payback. So Keith Lee and Randy Orton, yeah. Keith Lee's friends with, uh, is friends with Drew McIntyre. Randy punting, punting him three times. Okay, Keith Lee wants to get payback on Randy Orton. Fine, makes sense. But then, like like Tiff was saying, you have the tag title thing. What? So them laughing at Shayna and Nia is is the 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 catalyst for them being on payback? Like that. That makes no sense. What to me would make would make would have made more sense to me 
was if they were to do the Iconics versus the Riot Squad because Iconics has been whooping their asses regardless if they cheated to win or not, and the Riot Squad finally beating the Iconics, that's a payback for me. Apollo Crews and Bobby Lashley, if we're going to try to get payback because Bobby Lashley lost an arm wrestling contest, that's that's stupid. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm just like, what what is the point of like for instance Seth the match on Raw between Seth Rollins um Dominic Rey Mysterio and Buddy Murphy that was supposed to be on payback by itself like they weren't even supposed to have that match on Raw but obviously Vince McMahon ripped up the script like an hour before the you know the show started and didn't even finish the whole show until an hour into Raw like an hour into Raw that's when he finished the script and so it was just like that match was supposed to be on payback. So they moved it over to Raw to have Retribution run in into the match. So I guess they're going to run it back again. And maybe that's when uh, Dominic will get his payback on Seth Rollins in some way. But it's just like you knew about this pay-per-view for weeks on end. And to me, there's only really one match on there that makes sense. And the fact is, I feel like the pay-per-view is probably going to be at the most two hours maybe an hour and a half. And if it's like that, you could have saved all these storylines, worked on them a lot more, made them a lot better, made them more cohesive, give mm-hmm. people to get like excited about it, and then just ran that at the next pay-per-view. I mean, if you're going to do a small pay-per-view, like Payback, you could have moved it. Like, I'm sorry, but Night of Champions is not necessary. It's an unnecessary pay-per-view. And the reason why is because usually the titles are defended at all pay-per-views. So that is annoying. And I remember when Clash of Champions first started, it was them champion versus champion. It was to see who was the dominant champion, who was the better of the two. So I didn't have a problem with um, Clash of Champions at first, but now you have Night of Champions where they just run with the tagline that all titles will be defended on this pay-per-view. And I'm just like, well, usually you defend the titles at the pay-per-views. So I I don't understand the necessity behind Night of Champions. And the Payback is a good pay-per-view. It's almost like vengeance. It's something that is, it's a storyline type of pay-per-view. For you to bring Payback into this, and then they just slap it right after SummerSlam. It just seems so weird. And I don't understand, unless they have something big planned for this, it was, to me, it's a waste of matches for you to make them go through all of this shit to wrestle just to do, like, maybe one or two big things. Like, I would have been fine if Payback wasn't, payback because i i feel like that pay-per-view is going to be at the most with vignettes and promos two hours tops and if you really had to do a pay-per-view on sunday i would have been fine for an hour an hour pay-per-view for like a a number one contenders pay-per-view where you have a number one contenders match for your tag titles um you do if you wanted roman reigns to wrestle then I don't know. It's just it just 
just doesn't make sense. Like even the Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, the Fiend thing, like what's the point of that? Because I feel like the Fiend's going to retain anyway and he's going to pin Braun. Why do we have that match? It just, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It's like, if you're doing this to get Roman Reigns on the pay-per-view, this is, this is shitty. Like, I would they rather... They had this plan for weeks, though. And exactly. that's what makes it so, so fucked up. It's, like, it doesn't matter how many times we try to go around in circles to rationalize it. There's no rationalizing this pay-per-view. It's unnecessary. They have this plan for weeks without any idea who was going to be on the card until the very last minute. They're, from what I was reading, they are using Monday Night Raw and SmackDown to build a week, well, actually, for Raw, a week, to build storylines for Payback, and then for SmackDown, two days to build storylines for a Payback pay-per-view, which, whatever they build, it's probably going to be the end of that storyline. So it's like, what's the point of using one week to build for a meaningless pay-per-view. Um, and I'll say this, and uh, we could probably move on from this. Um, I think the main thing is, is just like, obviously it's an overflow. Um, the match with Braun, Roman, and um, The Fiend is to happen is so Roman can get a title without pinning The Fiend so people don't lose their fucking minds. And it's like, whatever year that was again, what... Roman couldn't do anything, couldn't even breathe without getting booed. So that's mm-hmm. literally what's just, that's literally just what it's for. And it's like, yeah, it's like Tiff said, we can't really rationalize it. It's just the pay-per-view is just, it is what it is. And it's like, it's probably going to suck. It's just like, whatever, like I'm probably, and it's only two hours too. That's the other thing. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like it's barely going to hit two hours. I feel like it'd probably be an hour and a half, and I'm going to, please God, she is not speaking. Oh, God, I'm not, I'm not watching that. Um, hopefully, um, but anyways, it's just like, it's just, it is, it is what it is, and it's just matches just to have matches, pay-per-view just to have a pay-per-view, so it's just like, whatever, like, I just, I don't care. I'm gonna watch it a little bit while we're out, while I'm out on my little mini vacation but i know as soon as it's trash i'm gonna be like okay never mind guys we can go back to doing whatever <laughs> we were doing before yeah because i honestly don't know what else like you basically set all your matches on raw so i don't even know besides roman braun and the fiend like what other matches are you gonna put on smackdown unless you're gonna add the men's smackdown tag team titles on there like we are basically we already know the card well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. But I can tell you this, WWE, y'all, y'all doing too much. Y'all just need to calm the fuck down and ride the waves. Because um, you're not really competing against anybody but yourselves. And it's no shade to AEW, but at this point, you're just competing with yourself. And if that's the case, then you should be doing much better than this. So, I hope it works out because it don't make sense. And all of us are sitting here just scratching our heads, and I'm tired just from talking about it. So, that's all we got. And we ain't got no more. <laughs> <laughs>
And we we just gonna wait and see what they do. Um, the next set of pay-per-views is supposed to be Night of Champions. From what I heard, Hell in a Cell is on November 1st this year. And then, as far as I know, Survivor Series is still Survivor Series. It'll happen at the end of November, probably that week before Thanksgiving. So, that's very close to me for pay-per-views, but... You got three okay. pay-per-views between now and December. Four. So I'm looking at yeah, Clash of Champions the 27th, and supposedly Hell in the Cell is... So they're not having a pay-per-view in October? Nope. That's, that, at least that's what they tried to tell me last night. Now, in my mind, Hell in the Cell is always in October, and it's always at least on the 6th. It's between the 6th and the, the 2nd and third week of the month, they always have it in a wonky spot, unless it's a leap year, and then they have it at the end of the month. But they told me that the pay-per-views for 2024 this year, they weren't having one in October. And I'm not sure why it got pushed back. I guess we'll, we'll find out. Let me see. But we're going to go because it's 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope you guys have a good day. If you're listening at the day, hope you have a good day. If you're at night, have a good night. And we're going to be out. And we we might talk about payback next time. And we might not. So (laughs) have a good day. Have a good night. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. 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 All right. Okay. So that's all we got. We ain't got no more. Thank you so much for listening to Down for the Count. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And make sure you guys follow us on our social media. We do live tweet wrestling every week. So you may get a live tweet of TNA. You may get a live tweet of an indie show. You may get a live tweet of AEW, Raw, and SmackDown. And of course, NXT all rolled up in one week. You never know what we might post in our social media. So always follow us on our Twitter and be sure to follow us on our Instagram. It is the bomb. They're both bomb because it's a part of our show. (laughs) At D4TC underscore podcast is our Instagram. And at down for the count 19 is our Twitter. Don't forget to follow us and hope you guys enjoy.